0: Irene by James Russell Lowell read for LibriVox.org by Lois Beachy Yoder Charlotte North Carolina hers is a spirit deep and crystal clear calmly beneath her earnest face it lies free without boldness meek without a fear quicker to look than speak its sympathies Far down into her large impatient eyes I gaze, deep drinking of the infinite, as in the mid-watch of a clear still night I look into the fathomless blue skies. So circled lives she with love's holy light, that from the shade of self she walketh free. The garden of her soul still keepeth she in Eden where the snake did never enter, she hath a natural wise sincerity a simple truthfulness and these have lent her a dignity as moveless as the center so that no influence of earth can stir her steadfast courage nor can take away the holy peacefulness which night and day unto her queenly soul doth minister most gentle is she her large charity an all unwitting childlike gift in her not freer is to give than meek to bear and though herself not unacquaint with care hath in her heart wide room for all that be her heart that hath no secrets of its own but open is as eglantine full bloom cloudless forever is her brow serene speaking calm hope and trust within her whence welleth a noiseless spring of patience that keepeth her life so fresh, so green and full of holiness, that every look the greatness of her woman's soul revealing unto me bringeth blessing and a feeling as when I read in God's own holy book. A graciousness in giving that doth make the smallest gift greatest, and a sense most meek of worthiness that doth not fear to take from others but which always fears to speak its thanks in utterance for the giver's sake the deep religion of a thankful heart which rests instinctively in heaven's law with a full peace that never can depart from its own steadfastness a holy awe for holy things not those which men call holy but such as are revealed to the eyes of a true woman's soul bent down and lowly before the face of daily mysteries, a love that blossoms soon but ripens slowly to the full goldenness of fruitful prime, enduring with a firmness that defies all shallow tricks of circumstance and time. By a sure insight, knowing where to cling, and where it clingeth never withering. These are Irene's dowry, which no fate can shake from her serene, deep-builded state. In seeing sympathy is hers, which chasteneth no less than loveth, scorning to be bound with fear of blame, and yet which ever hasteneth to pour the balm of kind looks on the wound, if they be wounds which such sweet teaching makes, giving itself a pang for others' sakes. No want of faith that chills with sidelong eye hath she, no jealousy, no Levite pride that passeth by upon the other side, for in her soul there never dwelt a lie. Right from the hand of God her spirit came unstained, and she hath ne'er forgotten whence it came, nor wandered far from thence, but laboureth to keep her still the same, near to her place of birth, that she may not soil her white raiment with an earthly spot. Yet sets she not her soul so steadily above that she forgets her ties to earth, but her whole thought would almost seem to be how to make glad one lowly human heart. For with a gentle courage she doth strive in thought and word and feeling so to live, as to make earth next heaven. And her heart herein doth show its most exceeding worth, that bearing in our frailty her just part, she hath not shrunk from evils of this life, but hath gone calmly forth into the strife and all its sins and sorrows hath withstood with lofty strength of patient womanhood for this i love her great soul more than all that being bound like us with earthly thrall she walks so bright and heaven-like therein too wise too meek too womanly to sin like a lone star through riven storm clouds seen by sailors, tempest-tossed upon the sea, telling of rest and peaceful heavens nigh, unto my soul her star-like soul hath been. Her sight is full of hope and calm to me, for she unto herself hath builded high a home serene, wherein to lay her head, earth's noblest thing. A Woman Perfected, 1840, end of poem.